There's a line, there's a little red line on Dan's iMac screen. And I'm worried it's been caused by him bringing it to and from here multiple times in the last few weeks. I'm very scared and sad. And he's gonna, he might, he might get here before we're done recording and he's gonna see it and oh, he's gonna beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Jack, I have I have got some stats for us tonight. That's great, man. Me too. And you are not gonna and you are not gonna like what I have to say about your team. <clears throat> I'll just I'll, I'll just throw that out there right now for you. You know what I mean? Go to hell, dude. You get it. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I am here with Jack. I am still in sunny Tucson, Arizona. Jack is, for the moment, back in sunny Anaheim, California, though he's been all around the world. Uh, he's like Carmen San Diego. Jack, how you doing? All around the world, can you hear me? Carmen San Diego, that's what they call me. Uh, it's great to be here, Tommy. Thank you for having me. Back to be, wow, yeah. back to be. Good start. Good to be back <laughs> in my humble abode. And can't believe I get to see you again so soon. We'll be recording the episode together next week, live from Anaheim. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a blast. One, la- one last hurrah in, in Anaheim. Yeah, no, I'm excited to get back out to West Coast, Best Coast, dude. It uh, Tucson's been nice, though. But, uh, you know, it's not quite the best coast. Well, you know what they say. One son, two son, you're good son. You know, no need to three son. Come on over to Anaheim. I have heard that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it it, was a bit of a delayed reaction, but I'm glad to hear that you were able to think back and you you did remember (laughs) that. Yeah, no, it... um, Yeah, someone... Someone told me that once, and I I haven't three sons since. So um, uh, <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I haven't three sons since I don't know 1980, 1985 maybe. Um, I did get word from our dear friend Drew this week that he's been enjoying the podcast. And I just want to say, Drew, before we get into things here, it's an honor to record this podcast for you and all the fans. Uh, sorry, I should specify, Drew G. Um, a lot of fans, so I'm sure there's a lot of Drews tuning in. Sorry, Drew, to get your hopes up, but it, that is referring to Drew G. Uh, Gowl, something, I don't know. There's a lot of vowels. Um, anyways, Drew, thanks for listening. Where did that you come from? Where, <laughs> truly, where did that you come from? Um, Drew, thanks for listening. Tommy, thanks for hosting. Jack, thanks for co-hosting. Hey, no problem. Um, Let's get started, man, because, boy, I'm 6-3, and three and I am thrilled to talk about it. Yeah, I bet you are. My goodness. I'll, uh, I'll kick things off here. Going to start off the podcast by starting with the matchup that includes the number one team in our league, uh, and it just so happened to be this week the best and most exciting matchup of the week. Louie took on Brian. And he took Brian down with a score of 17,052 to Brian's 16,000, 
102. Louis moves to eight and one. Brian falls to three and six. Jack Louis now through nine weeks is averaging fourteen thousand four hundred and fifty-five points per week. That is stop right at... there. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is an unbelievable yeah, is. average. Yeah, it is. It's it's astounding. And his opponents are putting up a measly eleven thousand nine hundred forty-four points per week, giving him the average victory of two thousand five hundred eleven points. Wow. <sighs> yeah, let's uh, let's dive into the specifics on the matchup. It's it's a brutal loss for Brian. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely brutal. Puts up sixteen thousand points. Takes the loss. I mean, his quarterback Russell Wilson is Superman. Gets almost forty points. Scores thirty nine twenty two. Um, I mean, I'll let you dive into the teams here, but I just want to say for Brian to put up sixteen thousand with Marquez Valdez Scantling getting a zero and to lose is just brutal. Yep, it's brutal. And actually, before I dive into the specifics of each team, I did have another stat that's going to absolutely blow your mind. So Brian this year, he is uh, has the most points against uh, by a considerable margin. Um, teams this year, when they go against Brian, are scoring an average of 14,772 points per week. And He's playing Louis every to week. Take, to take it one further, he had one week against Greg that he won. Greg put up 8,600 points. You take away that week, and the remaining eight weeks, he is getting scored an average of 15,532 points against him. I mean... I don't know... <laughs> I don't know that we've ever seen anything like this. Yeah, I mean, but you've so. got. I, I. I mean, I know those numbers you're throwing out there are specific and fancy, but I'll give you some specific and fancy numbers. Brian might be struggling, but you got three other teams, or you got two other teams. Sorry, three teams total, who are sitting at that three and six spot and should not be there. No disrespect to Justin, but he's sitting at three and six and. You know, he deserves to be there, as do I. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Uh, Anna's three and six. She's got uh, one hundred nineteen thousand points scored on the season. You know, that's that's top tier. That's second to only Louis, um, and or no, sorry, third, third to Louis. And yeah, don't do not disrespect me and like you. That. Sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Anna's at three and six. She's got she's had massive points this season. Scott is at three and six. He's got one hundred twelve thousand. Not quite as massive as Anna, but you know, right up there with Brian in terms of impressiveness on the offensive end. Just a a pretty brutal season so far. I know I've said that word a lot, but for both Brian and Anna, and then I'll throw Scott in there as well, even though he's cursed, so he deserves it. All three of those those teams do not deserve to be three and six pretty objectively speaking. And then you got some teams on the top end. Uh, one team in particular, I'm six and three and I've, I've only, I've, I've only got 102,000 points scored on the season, which is near the bottom of the, of the league bottom three, I believe, or bottom four, at least. 
but I'm well on my way to the playoffs, and I'm I deserve it. Jack, you kind of stole some of my thunder here. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna bust some myths here real quick because um, the narrative uh, the narratives here that you're trying to spin need to change. Uh, I am. I am putting a kibosh on the narrative that Scott has had an unlucky season because it started off unlucky. The, the first half, the first five games were unlucky. Through the first five weeks, Scott was scoring an average of 13,737 points, and he was 1-4. and four. Not great. Very unlucky. Scott sitting at 3-6 and six does not deserve a better record than 3-6, and six, and I will tell you why. His last four weeks have been atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. And he has gone 2-2 two and two in that span. He's rattled off two wins in a row with 11,100 and 10,474. So those two lucky wins cancel out the bad luck that he had at the beginning of the season. And I, I would consider Scott to be lucky, considering the start to his season, that he is 3-6. and six. Um, but to your point, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to bust your, you know, what's here, but I was just, it's funny that you brought up that Scott didn't deserve to be three and six because I was actually, once we got to Scott going to point out the fact that he deserves to be three and six and, wow. uh, yeah, well, that's a, so. that's a pretty brutal take from coming from someone who I think Scott would consider his best friend. So I'm very interested <laughs> to see how Scott responds to this. We might have we'll to, have him, we to, might have to uh, have him send in an audio clip that we can play on air because, I mean, this is going to destroy him, Tommy. It, it may very well, Jack, but uh, you know me. I just speak facts. I know, and, and that's what I respect not... about you. That's what the viewers respect about you, and that's what, we've, that's what we love about you and your professionalism and the integrity you bring to this profession. But at the same time, yeah. I mean, we're dealing with human beings here, people with real emotions, real, real feelings, <laughs> real relationships. I know this is on the air, but, I mean, we're dealing with off-the-air stuff here, and I just I want you to sort of pause for a second and realize the ramifications of, of the things that you're saying on the emotions of some people in this league. I, uh, I do... <laughs> I, I I sincerely regret my choices. Uh, no, I'm just I'm just saying, Jack. Last four weeks, he's averaged ten thousand eight hundred sixty-two points, averaging ten thousand six hundred eighty-two, and he's gone two and two. Scott has his his the most he's scored in the last four weeks is eleven thousand six hundred. He should be zero and four in that stretch, right? I mean, can you can you disagree with that statement? Mm, no. No, you can't. Um, but yeah, so. Anyway, we uh, we are digressing, but yeah, I just thought it was funny that you brought brought that up because I was literally going to be like, "Yep, Scott deserves to be three and six. He'd started off unlucky, but his luck has turned around." So, anywho, even though Brian has had some incredibly bad luck with points against his team, I, I like the the direction his team is heading right now. Russell Wilson, as you mentioned, is an absolute beast. Tyreek Hill, even with Matt Moore as the quarterback, has looked great. He puts up 23.50. Jameson Crowder is the only target that uh, Sam Darnold likes to throw to because he can throw it just like three yards down the field. 
So James Jameson Crowder with 1830, he's he could be good rest of the season. Carlos Hyde somehow continues to get it done. 160 rushing yards against the Jags. He did lose a fumble at the one yard line um, on a on a breakaway touchdown, and he kind of just like that that sucked, but whatever. Marlon Mack not a great week, but I like him. David Montgomery two really encouraging weeks in a row, putting up 21-10 this week. That and he's got a pretty soft schedule rest of season. So yeah, and then you got Evan Ingram, who's a you know he's a top five tight end on the year. Uh, I, I I like. I like where Brian's team is at right now at three and six. He's, uh, you know, he's got he's got a good chance to make the playoffs still. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he really has much to worry about. He's just gotta gotta hope that teams start scoring less against him because my goodness. And uh, Jack, for Louis's team, I don't know. I mean, we we've, we've said all we need to say, but. He gets a tremendous week this week from from his studs. He gets twenty eight sixty two from Lamar Jackson in a matchup against New England. Lamar Jackson is officially matchup proof. If Louis had any concerns about him and and down matchups, those are out the window. He's going to play Lamar Jackson every single week and into the playoffs, no matter who they're facing. And I think he doesn't have the greatest matchups in the playoffs, but clearly that doesn't matter. Tyler Lockett, stud, thirty four thirty. Jake, he got eighteen targets this week. 18 targets. Are you kidding me? John Brown, Golden Tate, they are going to have a solid floor. We don't know what's going on with Sterling Shepard. He was put back into the concussion protocol, which doesn't seem like a good thing. Uh, after being cleared, he was put back into it, so I don't know what's going on with that. Tate could be really solid rest of the season. Dalvin Cook, a down week for Dalvin Cook with 1360. Josh Jacobs, 2400. Zeke Elliott, 1390. You and Louie made the trade, Mark Andrews for Cortland Sutton. Um, I kind of liked it for both of you, although when we get to your team, I will talk about my concerns for you with that trade. But Mark Andrews has still been getting good targets. Hopefully he can turn it around. Uh, it's, he's Louie's best shot at finding a, a serviceable tight end. And Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been dominant. If they continue to be really good, Jack, that just adds more fuel to the fire, the inferno that is Louie's team. Uh they're the defense number three on the season now, with averaging seventeen forty four per week. Um, and I'll let you talk about Louis's team right after I go through this. He's got the QB three on the season in Lamar Jackson, and he really is the QB one as far as average points goes at twenty six fifteen. But uh, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson haven't had their bye yet, so they're ahead of him. He's got the running back two in Dalvin Cook. 21-29 per week. He's got the running back six in Zeke Elliott, who has 17-21 per week. And he's got the running back 10 in Josh Jacobs, who has 15-71 per week. And by the way, Jack, he also has the wide receiver two on the season in Tyler Lockett, who has 16-81 per week. He's got three top 10 running backs. He has the number one QB. He's got a top wide Tyler Lockett average per week is like wide receiver five. So he's got a top five wide receiver. He's got one of the best defenses. They have a really easy schedule or a really good playoff schedule. I just... Honestly... Go go ahead. Go ahead. If Louie doesn't win the championship this year, it's an atrocity. His team is unbelievable. Tyler Lockett is having a the season of a lifetime, fantasy-wise, real football-wise. He's just awesome. 
Lamar Jackson is wowing beyond belief. He's an MVP candidate right now. Just completely reinvigorating that Baltimore team. And yeah, I mean, the running backs, you just listed three running backs in the top ten. Yep. What more is there to say? Yep. Yeah, I mean that's that's it right there. It's it it, and to have Tyler Lockett is just really the cherry on top because he should not have, he should I mean he shouldn't have any of it. He shouldn't have three top ten running backs, and he shouldn't also on top of that have a top five wide receiver. Oh, and by the way, he has the number one QB. So. And you'd think, okay, with all of those guys, he must be rostering absolute filth at the wide receiver two and three position, but. John Brown and Golden Tate are both number one wide receivers. Right, on their on their respective teams. John Brown has had an incredibly solid floor all year, and, and Golden Tate, since his week one, has, has been really solid. And like I said, without Sterling Shepard there, if he's out long term, I, I see that continuing. And, you know, if they can just get, if their floors have been like 800 points, and that's all he needs from them. That's all he needs, and they have upside as well. So, you know. Yeah, so I also want to say I really do like Louis Bench right now. Smart to have Tony Pollard the handcuff behind Zeke. Smart to have Ronald Jones. He it was just announced that he's actually going to be getting uh, the Bears load of the workload, as they say, the Bears share. Um, and then Curtis Samuel is a is a great wide receiver. AJ Green is you know washed up past his prime, but um, I like to see. Louis utilizing his bench spots smartly compared to Brian, who's got, you know, a defense on the bench, a quarterback on the bench. I don't like seeing that. Just got to say it every I'm, week. It's a broken record. I know you don't. You do know that it's lion share, right? Bear share. <laughs> okay, moving on. Jack, the next matchup I'm going to talk about is the saddest matchup of the week. Moving on to the second place team. Dan <clears throat> takes down Anna, 8,830 to Anna's 8,474. Dan, at this point, his team isn't that great. He's got some injury concerns. He hasn't really been that good as of late. He started off hot. Uh, last three weeks have been bad. He hasn't he hasn't gotten over 12,000, and it really has been on the shoulder of New England. And if New England starts playing better teams and their defense is not as good uh, Dan's team is not going to be as elite. Now, he had Adam Thielen re-aggravate his hamstring. Very, it must have been, it might have been the first series. And so he didn't even get any targets. He was out the rest of the game. Uh, he had bye troubles and uh, and David Johnson injured. So he ended up playing Alexander Madison, which against Kansas City, I honestly didn't think it was a terrible play. Like I thought Madison could get 10 carries and maybe he breaks one loose. But... Only ended up with 60 points. Tried to stream Darnold against Miami. Darnold can't even apparently do well against Miami, only putting up 1350. Fitzgerald, honestly, you're fine with 580 from Fitzgerald against San Francisco. Fournette had a down week, only 970. Le'Veon Bell got some garbage points to get up to 1610. He won the week on Monday night with, with Brett Maher, putting up 1700. A brutal way for Anna to lose. I, uh, yeah, nothing worse than like a really great kicker performance because it's just like, I mean, yeah. that's not a smart stream and, by Dan. You know what I mean? 
No, right, it's not right. He did. He saw... Will Lutz was on a bye. His kicker was on a bye, and he just picked up, okay, you know, Bill Maher, whatever. You're not, like, doing research to pick up a kicker. It's it's a useless position that's just a toss-up. Um... Unless it's Justin Tucker. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally it. <laughs> right. It's an absolutely brutal loss for Anna, considering all of the... I mean, look at her team this week. This is now three times, Jack, where she absolutely goes bonkers. Her team goes nuts. And then the following week, she her team just puts up an absolute dud. I'm talking three times... Almost over seventeen thousand, and then three times all under ten thousand. And the week started off fine with for her, or not? No, Tevin Coleman was an extreme disappointment on Thursday night. He got the carries the same. He got the, roughly the same amount of touches he had been getting against a and a pretty easy defense to run against. I mean, Matt Breida had a fine day, so that was really confusing for Tevin Coleman to start off with four sixty for her. Then Watson and Hopkins do a good job for her. Watson with 1974 and Hopkins with 1540. Chark had a bad game. I mean, Gardner Minshew in that game was absolutely atrocious. So uh, Chark really, really suffered because of that. He only put up 520. And then Jack, it got to the noon games and the afternoon games. And it was just like, I mean, don't even get me started on the Deshaun Jackson thing because I will rant about it for like 45 minutes. But you've got a player that was injured, Jack. He got injured after in week two, right? He started week two, got injured. And then, Jack, he sat six weeks. They sat him for six weeks. And now at this point, your team is one week away from the bye. So why would you bring him back unless he was for sure ready to play and to play a full game? Jack, he gets one catch, plays in one series, and they pull him for precautionary measures because something didn't feel right. And now yeah. after the game, it's a core muscle injury. He's put on the IR. He needs surgery. It just it doesn't make any sense to me why you would activate him. It doesn't make any sense, and that just frustrates me to no end. It doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't why he didn't get this surgery six weeks ago. That's another great point. I don't know if somehow it was... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Nothing about it makes sense to me. And it's really frustrating for Anna. Um, If you just would have been not activated, she would have played uh, Pascal and would have gotten the victory. But that's just the way it goes. Even outside of that, I mean, Aaron Jones putting up 340 against the Chargers, that made no sense. He only got one catch... For a negative one yards, he only had 30 rushing yards. Uh, Jamal Williams got more work than him. Ebron was a risky play. We're hoping for a touchdown, so that didn't work out with only 260. Jordan Howard was great against the Bears. Good revenge game for him with 1480. And then Bailey didn't do much. Buffalo was fine, but like between Chark, Jackson, Jones, Coleman, and Ebron, I mean that stretch right there, it was just it was too much to overcome and just a, a, a brutal and loss. She still for almost got the victory. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a it was that was tough, this was a tough matchup. Tough to see it slip away. I will say I was rooting very aggressively for Eric Ebron in person. I was at the Steelers Colts game in Pittsburgh, and with T. Steel y. City, Hilton, dude, how was it? With T. Y. Hilton on the bench uh, due to an injury, 
I had to be, you know, I had the luxury of, of cheering on Ebron as the main passing target. Unfortunate that Jacoby Brissett went down with an injury. Um, he was great, man. Steel City, baby. I loved it. Great energy, great vibes at Heinz Field. It was a dream come true, honestly. I mean, our TJ and JR, uh, the father above us, he, he was a big Steelers fan. So we, we grew up watching Steelers games, and Heinz Ward was always my favorite player. So it was really cool to be there in person. Plus the awesome. Dark Knight Glad. Rises, you know. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I kept doing they, this. They, oh, the Steelers and the Colts. <laughs> oh, they're playing a game. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did they? The field was looking good, though. Had they had they fully repaired the stadium since that explosion? No, I mean that was the crazy thing. I mean they 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 done their best, but it was it was pretty much still in shambles. I mean. The play, players wow. were falling through the cracks. <laughs> that sounds very hazardous and very dangerous for player safety. It's fine. anyway. <laughs> Anna is now averaging thirteen thousand two hundred ninety-four points per week, even after that abysmal week. Dan is averaging twelve thousand five hundred fifty-three. Anna's season has been so up and down. Um, it would have been really nice for her to be able to get the win this week. It's it's tougher that she's three and six, but I she's in control. She's she's still got a playoff spot because of her high point total. And Jack, the reason she's going to be fine is because she's got the QB two on the year, Deshaun Jackson, averaging twenty four forty six per week. She's got the running back three on the year, and Aaron Jones, averaging eighteen fifty per week. And she's got the running back or wide receiver five, wide receiver six, and wide receiver eight on the season between Cooper Cup, DJ Chark, and DeAndre Hopkins. So. She's she got, got through a tough week this power. week with, with her three L.A. studs, Cooper Cup, Todd Gurley, and Greg the Leg Zerline on the bench. Um, yeah. Tough that she didn't escape with a victory here. Would have been good to get that in her brutal bye week, but she's 3-6. and six. She's got a huge point total. She's playoff bound. I, I, I feel it. She's got a great team, and honestly, you know, I don't like to pick favorites, but talk about talk about someone who who leads a clubhouse. Um, Anna's one of the best managers we've got in the Tom Puck. Just just relentless in terms of inspiration and perspiration. Honestly, I mean, she just she works, she grinds. Her guys in the clubhouse they see that it makes them work, it makes them grind. This team's going to come together, and and they're playoff bound. And Jack, in case in case the listeners have forgot, I did just want to remind people that Aaron Jones at running back three, in case anyone doesn't remember, Louis drafted Aaron Jones, and they he traded to Anna for for Josh Jacobs. But so for those keeping rec, keeping track, if Louis hadn't made that trade as of right now, he'd have the running back two, running back three, and running back six on the season. Even more ridiculous than what he currently has. With Josh Jacobs at number ten, so just Typical throwing that out there. Tommy, you know um, we're trying to put the spotlight on Anna. Oh, did you guys hear what happened to Louie? Typical Tommy. Typical Tommy. That's what they called me in high school. Moving on to matchup number three, Jack. Let's talk about the team that's in third place. Um, let me just go over here and check real quick. So he's in third. Oh, yeah, that's my team. Um, Jack, I have absolutely rocketed up these standings. Five straight wins. I took down Kyle easily, easily dismantled his his pathetic team. 
15,570 to his 11,860. Jack, I'm on a five-game winning streak. My team is six and three. Kyle falls to five and four. And if I could just, if I could just say something real quick, Jack, I'm averaging thirteen thousand nine hundred and sixteen points per week now. Only only five hundred per week behind the juggernaut that is Louie. and I feel really, really good about where my team is at right now. Um, do you, want to, you should. do you want to start off? You should. You don't have any holes. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I guess it's a narrative we've all Yeah, heard. that's fair. The biggest mistake of my fantasy career. Anyways. Um, <sighs> I cannot thank you enough, dude. I am so happy he's on whatever, my team. man. Mike Evans, stud, 3,000. Julian Edelman, stud, 1,190. DK Metcalf. 2400 not going to put him in the stud category yet but wow stud um jack and he's not a stud but he now is wide receiver 16 on the year surprisingly high yeah that i mean maybe he is a stud uh chris carson 1230 stud darren waller 620 honestly for tight end this year stud um, <laughs> what a massive performance yeah. from him. Uh, I guess, you know, I don't know. How are you feeling about Michael Gallup? He's the only quote-unquote hole on your team if, if if you consider him your flex spot. But it seems like you got a lot of guys in your team where it'll be matchup dependent on who you play there. Yeah, yeah, that flex spot is definitely matchup dependent. Um, Jake, I'm, I'm really excited about Devin Singletary right now. Um, I didn't play him because he'd been literally getting like on average like four carries a game and like seven touches a game and for whatever reason I mean thank goodness they're finally going to him but he got 20 carries and three catches that's 23 touches um, well over 100 yards combined and a touchdown he's got two easy matchups coming up if this is the workload that Singletary is going to be getting that's going to be very beneficial for me. And you look at Miles Sanders, who got a thousand again, he has been super, super consistent. He is the running back seventeen on the year. And which may surprise some people. He's got a bye week coming up, so he'll, he'll inevitably drop lower uh, after his bye week. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean Michael Gallup's got some good matchups coming up. I, I it's sort of just a wait and see. I I've got at six and three, I've got four weeks to see which guys perform consistently over these next four weeks, and hopefully it'll give some clarity to which guys I should play in the playoffs. But man, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling good right now. As you should be, as you should be, and Kyle can feel pretty good too. I mean, Josh Allen another solid week with seventeen sixty, Jarvis Landry putting up fourteen ten, Amari Cooper putting up sixteen hundred, Melvin Gordon the third putting up 2440 those are really really great performances um and i think here's what i'll say kyle's team is playoff bound and he's got a few holes to fill before then what do you think about the austin eckler melvin gordon situation i feel like we talk about it week after week but melvin gordon sort of looked like melvin gordon again this week, do you think Austin Eckler 
is going to be viable for Kyle in the flex spot moving forward? Or do you think, let's say, Kareem Hunt coming back from suspension, uh, running back for the Browns, do you think he might be able to slide in there in place of Eckler? Yeah, it's that's another one of those things where I hopefully, well, hopefully for Kyle's sake, he's he's going to make the playoffs, and and so this like four week, these next four weeks will be a trial run for for Kareem Hunt. He's coming back this week. Uh, the the Browns say he's going to be involved, so we'll see to what extent. We'll see how many touches he gets in week one. I mean, Kareem Hunt is a dynamic, explosive player. Nick Chubb is probably still going to be the guy there, but if he's the change of pace back, and they're getting him. 10 to 15 touches a game, that might be enough for Kareem Hunt. Austin Eckler is still the running back four on the season. Now, he hasn't had his bye yet, right, so it's a, it's a little bit inflated, but he's been solid outside of one bad week even since Melvin Gordon has returned. So, I don't know, he, he got 12 carries. Now, they ran a lot because they were dominating Green Bay. Uh, Melvin Gordon got 20 carries and Eckler got 12 carries, but Eckler seems to be like he's going to be remained in the passing game. And I think Melvin Gordon, with this new offensive coordinator, it might be just feed the beast. And if he's getting 20 carries a game, that's going to be solid for Kyle, especially, I mean, he, he's probably looking more, in my opinion, more like a running back one potential than Sony Michelle is. I mean, he's been bleeding at the running back position uh, certain weeks with, with how up and down Sony Michelle is. I have serious concerns about Sony Michelle. Never right trust away. a Patriots uh, running back. Yeah, well, your list is increasing. You don't ever trust an Eagles running back either. So, uh, And they're, they've they both been very trustworthy this year, so screw you, dude. Uh, but no, you're right. Never trust a Patriots running back. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting uh, to see how things shake out, but yeah, he's going to have some decisions to make, and He's got to be praying that Kareem Hunt turns into something good so that he gets a little more stability at that running back position. Um, but his his strong suit is, is still the wide receiver spot. He's got the wide receiver 7 in Amari Cooper on the year and the wide receiver 11 in Julio Jones. Uh, Jarvis Landry's been pretty consistent over the last few weeks. He's had a decent floor. Juju Smith-Schuster is also a problem. I'd say those are the two biggest problems for Kyle right now are Juju Smith-Schuster and Sony Michelle because... They can get it done, but they've just been so volatile. And if Sony Michelle's not scoring a touchdown, he's been pretty useless. And Juju goes from like fifteen hundred points to literally like one catch, and it's 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 been pretty maddening. So he's got Austin Hooper though too, who is still solidly the tight end one on the year. That's really good for Kyle. I mean, honestly, I, like Josh Allen hasn't been that great. He's had a really high floor, but no high ceiling. And I, I got to imagine Kyle has been hoping for some bigger things on this cake walk of a stretch these last three weeks Miami Philly and Washington 21 28 17 26 and 17 60 so we'll see if he can pick that up against Cleveland and Miami but after that his schedule gets a lot tougher he's got to play Denver he's got to play Dallas he's got to play Baltimore Pittsburgh and New England in Pittsburgh and in New England in the playoffs so we could maybe be seeing a pivot from Kyle at the QB position I'm not sure but I I don't know what his thoughts are there that definitely is not a good stretch in a very important time. Um, but yeah, at five and four, like with we've got six teams with at least six losses right now. So he's got a really nice buffer. His his point total. He is the uh, he's the fourth highest scoring team on the year. He's averaging thirteen thousand points a week. So he's got the point differential to to where 
if he has a, a record that's tied with other teams, he will, unless he doesn't score a lot these last four weeks or, or scores very little these last four weeks, he should have the tiebreaker in points over most of those teams besides Anna that he is, he'll be fighting with. So even if things go terribly wrong, like Kyle could potentially lose out and still make the playoffs at five and eight. So um, that's the good news for him. And he's got, he's got some firepower on his team. And, and like I said, that, that the Melvin Gordon factor, if he's Melvin Gordon, the rest of this season, that's going to change Kyle's team entirely and his, and his outlook in the playoffs. So he's, he's still in a great position. He sure is, but you thwomped him, dude. I, dude, easily. Easily. I mean, his team sucks. Blomped. I don't know what you want me to say. Blomped. My team is amazing. Thwomped. Thwomped. Uh, by the way, for those keeping track at home, Christian McCaffrey's averaging 2,817 points per week. You didn't need to do that, dude. Yeah, baby. You really didn't. You really I really didn't need did. to do that. And it, if you, here's the other thing. If you take away his worst week of the season, which he got 630 against his first matchup, against Tampa Bay on a short week. You take that away because that is the anomaly at this point. He's averaging 3,130 points per week the other seven weeks of the year. So, Jackie's been all right. He's been all right for my team. He's all okay. right. Moving on to somehow the team that is in fourth place in this league. Goff Goff Pass with a record of 6-3. and three. Is On just the podium, baby. Is sh- shattering the grand illusion. Shattering. Uh, Justin, well, I know Scott's going to, Scott might be the only one that gets that reference. Justin, too, maybe. It's the Rick and Morty. Come home to, no, what is it? Uh, gosh. You know you know the yeah. episode, Justin? You know I, episode I know what you're talking about. about. Come home to Simple yeah. Rick. The cereal? Oh, yeah, yes. Taste, taste the um, t- taste the impossible flavor of shattering the grand illusion. Uh, yeah, and then the other one is taste the impossible flavor of your own completion. Uh, anywho, wow, getting sidetracked. Rick and Morty coming out with new episodes. Super hyped to watch that when I get home. Jack, I don't have any idea how your team is six and three. You take down Drew twelve thousand. 274 to 9,700. And, well, I guess that that I do know how because teams are scoring 9,700 points against you pretty regularly. Teams are averaging only 11,000 points against you this season, Jack. Your team is averaging 11,377 points a week. What do you have to say for yourself? You're averaging that and you're 6-3 and and comfortably going to make the playoffs? What do you have to say for yourself? I mean, what am I supposed to say? Okay, my team is a juggernaut. You talk about, you talk about the people who. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about the people on my team, Uh, Jake? You have talent on your team. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's been a rough, rough stretch for you. It's been a rough stretch, points wise, but you've it just hasn't mattered. Um, you you might win you might win the championship. That's how good your luck has been this year. You're gonna beat Louis. He's gonna get like six injuries championship week, and you're gonna you're gonna beat him with nine thousand points or something like that. Here's what I'll say. Let's um, focus on the negatives. Keenan Allen has been an absolute. Uh, 
huge disappointment for me. You want to talk about curses, Jack. He hasn't reached 1,000 since you proclaimed he was going to be wide receiver one. And that's six weeks ago. That's a, that's a, Keenan Allen goes through some dry spells. That's got to be one of the longest, if not the longest, of his career. He hasn't had a touchdown. He hasn't caught double-digit passes. His most receiving yards is 61. I mean, look at this. 48, 18, 33, 61, 53, and 40 receiving yards while getting absolutely no touchdowns the last six weeks. Where are you right now on Keenan Allen? Are you, like, freaking out? I'm I'm just absolute... Yeah, I mean, freaking out's the wrong word. I'm just, at this point, devastated. I mean, I'm... I don't know. I don't know, man. I... After the first three weeks, I was on top of a mountain. I was singing Keenan Allen's name to the heavens, and I wasn't looking back. I, I guaranteed what? What did I say? T- number one overall wide receiver, something like that. You did. Um, you did. After week three, you said. No, I mean, it's one just. It's wide not receiver. that. Yeah, he's just been definitely my biggest disappointment. Saquon Barkley only putting up twelve fifty. I need more from him. Tyrell Williams only putting up six thirty. I mean, he's been really good for me this season um, when he's been in and healthy. Uh, This was his first week under 1,000 points, so I can't complain. But it's just, yeah. I mean, and and the tight ends, I guess, what did you want to rail into me about my tight end slot? I think, honestly... I I didn't want to rail... Honestly, especially after this week, I, I know it's the Patriots, so I shouldn't count my eggs before they chicken, but... I think I got out the Mark Andrews show just at the right time. I think Hayden Hurst is involved in that offense. I think Nick Boyle is involved in that offense. And I think Corlin Sutton's the number one wide receiver on his team. Puts up 1,500 points this week for me. I was happy to see that. Uh, I'm thrilled about the trade. I don't know if Johnny Smith is going to be my permanent solution. Probably not. But I'm okay flexing at the tight end position, especially with my pessimistic outlook on Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean, of course, if I if this is what Mark Andrews does, sure, of course, he won the trade. Obviously, um, I don't know his his target share. I I understand your concerns about the the other tight ends getting more involved in the offense, but before this week, his target share was still great. I mean, before this week, I think his lowest targets per in a week was seven. Um, so I, I still have. I, I just yeah, Johnu John Smith got three thirty, and honestly, like. 240 of those were in garbage time. He had one catch for like six yards most of that game. And I've heard now this week that Delaney Walker might be coming back. So I just, yeah, I'm nervous about what you're going to do at the tight end position. You don't exactly have the firepower to sustain a, a massive hole at the tight end position like, like Louie did. So... Uh, but no, Corlin Sutton should be great for you. I, I, it was really encouraging to see uh, him do so well in Brandon Allen's first game there. Um, yeah, Saquon Barkley's got to be better. Keenan Allen's got to be better. Uh, Tyrell Williams has been fine. Down week for him. Marvin Jones has been better. Uh, he's been a little more consistent. He had that dud last week, but he's been better this second half. Uh, he is He is prone to duds, but... He is also obviously prone to booming. And I mean, for me, it's... honestly, dude, enough about my team. I appreciate you giving me some highs and lows, but 
uh, my team's six and three. I think we could both agree that I deserve it. I'm more interested in your take on Drew's team <laughs> because it's sort of a fall from grace. I mean, Drew's five and four. I'm not the numbers guy, but I think he started off pretty hot. His team now only putting up less than ten thousand points this week. What are your What are your thoughts on Drew's team long term? I mean, it's he's looking pretty pretty depleted, if you ask me. But I'd love your take. Yeah, I will. I will dive into that in just a moment, Jack. You really riding Jared Goff for us this season? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> He's QB seventeen on the year. Yeah. I uh, no, no. QB seventeen. I thought I would, but no. Do you know who almost has as many points as him? Um, Teddy Two Gloves. So. Um, that's 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 right around where Jared Goff is at, and I, I if I'm not mistaken, isn't his second half of the schedule like considerably tougher than his first half was? I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yes, anyway, that is the case. Uh, hence, pivot. You may, you you may need to pivot. Uh, Any who's a doozy, Drew's team. You're not so. <laughs> The, the team that Drew fielded this week was hilarious. You got Demarius Thomas, Devontae Parker, and Philip Dorsett as a That's wide receiver. That's a rough four. wide receiver one through three. De- de- desperate times. I mean, it's it's for obvious reasons, right? Michael Thomas, who has been in half PPR leagues, the number two wide receiver in the in the NFL, is great, right? So that immediately boosts up your wide receiving core. And Calvin Ridley, who admittedly has been up and down, but it's been more up than down. I've got high hopes for him still, so having both of them back next week will be an immediate upgrade. If Matt Ryan can come back, that will be a great upgrade, obviously, although Kirk Cousins has been really good and, like, statistically one of the better quarterbacks this year as far as, like, completion percentage. You like that? You like that? Completion percentage, you know, completion percentage under pressure and uh, throw, completion percentage for throws, like, 20 yards downfield, all that kind of stuff. His metrics have been good, so if, if... Ryan is out. I think he can stick with Kirk Cousins until Ryan gets back. He's got Travis Kelsey, who will be even better once Mahomes comes back. Derrick Henry, it was a, it wasn't a great matchup for him. He he was a little bit involved in the passing game, caught a receiving touchdown, also had a rushing touchdown. Um, it had been looking a little rougher with three eighty and six eighty in the past four weeks, but he's got a real nice matchup against Kansas City, and then he he'll, he's going to the bye week, so. With with Henry and Brita, it's that's really not a bad one two combo. I mean, it's not not the best. Now the the problem is is that Frank Gore I think is probably going to be unstartable now with with Singletary taking over the bulk of the carries. I mean, he was barely startable with getting the majority of the work. He certainly will not be startable if he's only getting ten carries a game. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the, with firepower with Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, and then like if, once Matt Ryan comes back, I mean the. Falcons are trash. Matt Ryan's going to be slinging it the rest of the season, so he could be he could be big. He's he's got potential. It's been a really dry spell for Drew these last few weeks, and I get maybe it's it, you think it's time to hit the panic button. He's went from five and one to five and four, but I really think, uh, especially looking at Drew's matchup this coming week, I think he's going to bounce back in a major way. Um, He's got Michael Thomas going up against Atlanta. Uh, yeah, please and thank you. And like I said, Jack Henry against Kansas City. <laughs> so I like Drew to bounce back in a big way, and I think 
yeah, the Hill moved to six and four, and so that'll install some confidence. But yeah, you know, it's it's not you know it's not a studly team. It's not. It's certainly not a. You know, no one's on Louis's level, but you know, I think my team is clearly better. I would, I like, I like Kyle's team more. I like Anna's team more. Um, but I think, I think Drew's still all right. He should still make the playoffs, and I, I don't think he's got the roster that it would take to win a championship unless he were to get incredibly lucky. But at this point, none of us have a chance unless we get really lucky in regards to Louis. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm still fine with this team. I, I think it's it's been a rough stretch, but uh, like I said, you've had a rough stretch. Stretch. Scott's had a rough stretch. Drew's had a rough stretch. I'm so six and three, baby. It's uh, there ain't no rough stretch here. <laughs> what, what, what are you what are you talking about? Rough stretches. No rough stretch. I'm six and three, no, baby. No rough stretch here, baby. Um, and let's let's not. If Kenyon Drake could be huge, if, if David if, Johnson if, is not healthy, yeah, I was I was yeah. going to bring that up. But yeah, I'm hoping David Johnson is healthy. So yeah, I I think. Yeah, I, I mean, just for David Johnson's sake, I, I do hope he is healthy as well. But that's also something to look at. If 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 he's got Kenyon Drake in that offense, I mean, Kenyon Drake has always been super talented, and he just has not had a good team and a good coach. You know, it was Adam Gase for a while who Man, we know as the butthole. how quickly is he going to get fired uh, from the Jets after this season, huh? God. Dude, he's just—he's not going to get it. You would I mean, have maybe to as hold. maybe as a, I was going to say maybe as a coordinator somewhere, but he's no, no, not after going from Miami to this with the promise they had this year. This has been abysmal. Um, but yeah, um, you're both—you know—you and Drew both looking good because you are at the top half of the uh, of the standings, and you both have a two-game lead, uh, but. Or you have a three-game lead, sorry. But Drew has a, a little less points scored, so he might not win tiebreakers over people like Scott or Brian, so that's that's something to look at. If He, he could really use a win next week. Uh, moving on. Gosh, I, can, I still can't believe you're in fourth. That's really incredible. Um, congrats, dude. <laughs> Honestly, congrats. Moving on to the next matchup. All the way down to Scott versus Dad. Scott is in has climbed to 8th place with his I mentioned he's had two lucky wins in a row good for him the luck has bounced back his way he takes down dad 10474 to dad's abysmal 9348 and Jack I just want to start with dad's team because dad has just not been able to get it right this year um he has now lost 5 weeks in a row he was 2 and 2 he's dropped 5 in a row and I think I'm a. I think I'm ready to call Dad's season season done. Mark Walton got suspended. He now has a single running back on his roster that will be available. I mean, he can drop Mark Walton because Mark Walton is suspended through the regular season of fantasy. I mean, I guess you hang on to him at the shot of making the playoffs, but he's got one running back. Robert Woods has not been good. Sterling Shepard back in the percussion concussion protocol Anthony Miller he played him I think he was just a one week stream that did not work out at all he got he goosed which was terrible um, Christian Kirk has been fine he was been injured but if he can come back that'd be a nice and be good that'd be a nice boost for dad I mean dad's only bright spots are, are Mark Ingram and Dak Prescott I mean he's got Mark Ingram who's the running back 11 on the year and Dak Prescott who's the QB4 
I guess he's got Kittle too, who's also the the tight end for. But I mean, outside of that, Jack, it's it's really rough right now. And Dad's only putting up eleven thousand six hundred points a week, and that's even with like it being very weighted. Uh, toward if you if you take out the beginning part of his regular season, it's been it's been really abysmal these last five weeks. Um, I don't know. Do you see any hope for Dad? No. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, I mean, <laughs> I just yeah, it's he does yeah he needs and here's the thing is he's um, like I said he's playing Drew and I don't know, I don't know if you want to just like go pe- take a peek at their matchup real quick. I love like I hate the matchups Dad has this week and uh, I love the matchups that Drew has. So um, I think Drew's going to bounce back in a big way and I think Dad might be getting his eighth loss next week and. Uh, which would pretty much officially eliminate him. So, yeah, I mean, his season comes down yeah, to the failure of Devontae Adams um, in staying healthy. That is, and yeah, yeah, the honestly the the lack of production from Robert Woods, I think, has been a big issue. That was supposed to be a stealthy guy for Dad. Um, Cooper Cup has stolen the show there, but. I don't know. You know, it's it's fantasy football. It's not like Dad's Here's, team has been terrible. It just some things haven't gone his way. Yeah, right, right. And and the injuries, like he had Adams, Shepard, and Kirk all injured at the same time. And then that's his legitimately his receiving court right there, like all injured at the same time. And Jake, just real quick before we move on uh, to Scott's team, that Dad's draft. Easily ended up being the worst draft. Uh, we we thought you thought it might have been Drews. Uh, I, I honestly thought didn't like Drews that much at the time. But Jackie drafted Devonte Adams first. Been a total bust because of the injury, which is unfortunate because I think he was ready to break out before he got that turf toe. George Kittle, who's been fine, but he took him in the second round. And when you consider the fact that he's got George Kittle tight end four, great. George Kittle's averaging eleven hundred thirty six points per week. And you want to know who's who was drafted after George Kittle? Would you like to know? Who? <laughs> well, so immediately, so Todd Gurley was drafted right after mm. him, and then I drafted Mike Evans. Ooh, I wanted Mike Evans so bad. Yeah, and then because of that, I mean, Dad gets Damian Williams. So Dad chooses Damian Williams in the third round. And that just didn't work out at all. He by by not selecting a running back in that second round, he missed on Chris Carson or Josh Jacobs, and then he took Damian Williams over Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. So that is just I mean those three picks right there are brutal. And then you 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 pair that with the fact that he took Robert Woods fourth, and he's been really bad. And it just yeah that's I mean that's it's been. It's been a brutal season for Dad. It just really... I had high hopes for Robert Woods, so I, I don't blame him for that pick there. I re, I really wanted Robert Woods, and I would have drafted Robert Woods if he had been there. Um, so, but yeah, it's just been... It's been tough for Dad. But we'll see what he can do on the waivers. Scott's team has also had some bad luck, although you would argue that he's had some fair luck. But we'll see how that... We'll see it, what It started off bad. I will not... Um, <laughs> Tyler Murray, twenty three hundred, solid week from the rook. 
Philip Lindsay, 1,500. Solid week from the running back two. Adrian Peterson, 1,350. Solid week for Scott's other running back two. Alvin Kamara on bye this week. Uh, his injury has been a big thing for Scott's team to overcome. That's been, you know, not easy to overcome, clearly. Um, hopefully he comes back healthy sooner rather than later. Hunter Henry was a great add by Scott. He's been solid in a in a barren tight end landscape. Hunter Henry with 1190. Uh, where things went wrong for Scott this week, Allen Robinson only with 110. The Bears suck, man. The Bears suck. Mitch, no, Mitch Trubisky sucks. Matt Nagy sucks. Mitch, yeah, but Mitch Trubisky's terrible. So, <laughs> for me, that's where it's that's where it starts and ends. Uh, Changing your tune. A obviously, bit. Nagy has not helped out. But huh? Weren't you on the Nagy train last week? The we hate Nagy train. Oh, I do hate Nagy. I do hate Nagy. But, uh, you know, he's not getting helped out by Mitch Trubisky. I wonder if Matt Nagy's offense would be better with a Deshaun Watson. My guess is yes. Um, but, yeah, no, I, 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 Matt Nagy's decision-making I have not liked at all. And But, you know, the reason the Bears are losing games is because Mitch Trubisky is an incompetent quarterback. Ain't that the truth? And then, you know, Matt Nagy kneels with, yeah. you know, well, almost a full minute left. So. Cole Beasley only with 8.30 this week. He's been... Okay, I mean, I don't know. He's been pretty. He's not, been pretty not someone you want to start. Uh, yeah, definitely not someone yeah. you want to be starting consistently. Chris Godwin, he's uh, cooled off a little bit. Only eight thirty and ten forty in his last two weeks after the bye, but he was massive earlier on. Ooh. Hopefully, he gets back to that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, it, it's it's um he's definitely cooled off. He is still uh, wide receiver four on the year, I believe, and. Um, I just want to say in the la- their last three games, um, because it, it, you, he was very much the number one to uh, o- over Mike Evans. Mike Evans was clearly the number two, but the last three weeks, Mike Evans' target share has been thirty-two point seven percent, thirty-one point six percent, and thirty-seven point two percent. So it, it has kind of been a changing of the guard for Scott's sake. You hope that that levels out again, but uh, yeah, it, you might need to temper expectations rest of the season for Godwin if Winston keeps throwing this much to Evans. Exciting for Scott, though, with Damian Williams on his bench getting 1980. He looked like the the starter again, like the guy Damian Williams was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Since since LaShawn McCoy fumbled against the Packers, um, he hasn't really gotten that many carries. He only got three carries this week, and, and Damian Williams ended up with 12. Now, that's not a ton of carries, but... If you have the running back in the Kansas City backfield that is getting the most carries, that is a worthy start. And it wouldn't have been that great of a game. I mean, he busted out a 91-yard touchdown run, which is clearly why his week was tremendous. But outside of that, you're talking about 11 carries for like 30-something yards. So um, let's. Let, I, I would like to take a, a wait-and-see approach on that to see if he continues to get the majority of the workload and see if he can get more involved in the passing game when Mahomes comes back. Um, But that's certainly, yeah, with with him and with how good Adrian Peterson has been, regardless of matchup, two really tough matchups, Minnesota and Buffalo, didn't matter. He ran all over him. He's got his bye, and then 
His schedule softens up. The only problem with that is Geis might be returning, which could throw a wrench in things. But if Geis doesn't come back, Adrian Peterson is going to be solid. And then you're talking about Scott all of a sudden. If Kamara comes back healthy, he's got Kamara, Lindsay, who Philip Lindsay, by the way, is running back 12 on the season. And so Philip Lindsay, Adrian Peterson, Alvin Kamara, and Damian Williams. Scott has gotten lucky, wins the last few weeks, and I think his with Kamara coming back, if he can beat Kamara, Scott, uh, he's got a matchup coming up against Greg, and, and I really like Scott. Scott's got tremendous matchups coming up this week. He's got Kyler Murray against Tampa Bay, who, by the way, Russell Wilson just shredded for five touchdowns. He's got Chris Godwin up against Arizona, who, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo just shredded for four touchdowns. He's got Alvin Kamara up against Atlanta. If Alvin Kamara can come back for that game, can you imagine what his ceiling could be? Shred. So, I think Scott... We'll talk about Greg's team in a second. I think Scott's going to obliterate Greg this week. And that'll move him to four and six. And then... So, yeah, things are... Things are looking up for Scott. He's got... He's... He's in the playoffs, as as his record is concerned right now. And he's got an easy, easy matchup against Greg next week. That should be a victory, moving him to 4-6. and six. But then he finishes out the season playing... Oh, gosh, now I'm really exposing myself here. Playing Drew, Anna, and Kyle. So that's a tough... If Drew Seam can bounce back, that'll be a tough three-game stretch for Scott to get through. Um, so we'll just see how that turns out. But... Yeah, I think things are things are really looking up for Scott. He 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 has come back from the dead with two straight wins, and uh, his team is getting healthy. Um, Allen Robinson is a major concern for me, and you know, Sammy Watkins really hasn't been good since that week one. Still, he never has not reached a thousand since that week one explosion. So he's a little weak at the wide receiver position, but Terry McLaurin might be able to help with that. Great pickup by him. Um, oh, <laughs> Dad dropped Terry McLaurin, and I. I could I just pictured your reaction to seeing Dad drop Terry McLaurin while continuing to roster two defenses. Um, I don't even want to talk about it, dude. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. And not to whatever. Not yeah, just two defenses, but the yeah, Jets moving and the on. Colts. Yeah, moving on, moving on. Uh, we will not get into. We will not go down that rabbit hole. All right, to the matchup of the week because. It was between the arguably the two best teams in the league. Justin takes down Greg with a score of twelve thousand eighty. Did Greg's ten thousand four hundred and twenty-two? Really impressive week for Justin when you consider that Jacoby Brissett went out with an MCL injury uh, very early on in the game, and uh, he was still able to put up twelve thousand. Justin moves up to three and six, and Greg falls to two and seven. Uh, as I just mentioned, in regards to Scott, uh, Greg is going to lose next week if he continues to start his Cleveland Browns, which he will because they're facing Buffalo, um, and he's going to start them because he has all year. So Greg's going to lose to Scott, and that will effectively end his season. Justin's team, Jack, what a week for his duo of a wide receiver, Kenny Galladay and Emmanuel Sanders, 21-20 and 20-70 respectively. Uh, both cake matchups, but they performed very, very well. And then Zach Ertz, really good to see from Zach Ertz getting 2080. 
103 yards, a touchdown, and nine catches. And Jack, now we have had four straight weeks of Jamal Williams getting over a thousand. Um, really frustrating for Aaron Jones and Anna, but really good stuff for Justin. I, this is not something I expected. Um, and when you you take away the Philadelphia game where he got knocked out like the first play, and then the game he missed against Dallas, Jack, since week one, I mean. 960 in week three is his lowest score. So you're talking about a, a six-week stretch of really solid production from Jamal Williams. Um, and great pickup by Justin for uh, Jalen Samuels. <laughs> and uh, he had 13 catches on 13 targets, I believe, um, which is just remarkable. A desperation play of Tariq Cohen. Um, and then, Jack, look at some Mosa new. Yeah. 14 targets. Yeah, most a new That is... could be... So you talk about... Yeah. You talk about most a new Emmanuel Sanders and, Al, and Kenny Galladay. That's a, that's a solid that's receiving a core. Receiving Not to core. mention that... Yeah. Now Sean Jeffrey could be better. Um, Sean Jackson out for the year, so maybe uh, after the bye, uh, Alshon Jeffrey can get a larger target share or just become more effective. Uh, he has not been that great the last three weeks but yeah it's a it's a really big win for Justin um and like I said impressive considering Brissett only got 276 he should hopefully have Mahomes coming back I would I would not be surprised if he plays next week against Tennessee he very unfortunately has to go up against Anna next week and we're also talking about Anna coming off one of her low weeks which means historically this season she won't have another low week um so that that's unfortunate timing for him, but really impressive stuff from his team and uh, a really important win, and it keeps his season alive. Anything else you want to say about his team? No, I mean I think I I I completely agree with you that it's it's one of his more impressive wins. I think he made the moves he needed to. I think uh, Jalen Samuels was huge. I think to overcome Brissett going down. Um, and man, I mean, not to not to reiterate it too much, but Mosanu, you could not be more excited as a Mosanu owner with with his target share this week. He is the clear number two wide receiver in New England, a very good football team. If you hadn't heard, so I'm excited <laughs> for Justin. Yeah, the honestly, it would be really like the Emmanuel Sanders and Mosanu trade could completely turn his season around and and help him make a push towards the playoffs because it was looking rough before these uh before I mean, he's know, still looking rough at the uh, running back wasn't great last week but yeah yeah i mean but like i said williams he's been a running back too and i know freeman's schedule has been you you are afraid of that he does have some brutal matchups coming up freeman has been solid he really has so if he can keep that up and the running backs can just be solid, I think he's got the firepower at the wide receiver position and, of course, uh, at the quarterback position with Mahomes coming back. So he can make a run of things. I'll let you take the lead on Greg's team, um, and then I'll I'll let you know what I think. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you go ahead, man. Oh, man. Greg, Greg, Greg. My dear Greg. Um... I mean, it wasn't his worst week, of course. Like, it, he, you know, he did some stuff. Um, Stefan Diggs, though, I, he's just, he's annoying at this point to 
only get 210. Uh, I mean, I know the Chiefs have a good pass defense, but, um, you know, there was no way for Greg to foresee this. So that's the type of annoying performance that I'm talking about. Where, yeah, if you go a flyer, go go for a flyer on a guy like Mikel Hardman, you might, you're expecting that 210 spot to come up every now and then. But Stefan Day should never get 210. That should, he should have a much higher floor than that. Uh, well, yeah, and when you, fa- you, Couple that with the fact that uh, Thielen missed the whole game. It's even more perplexing. Yeah, Mike Williams, pretty promising game with 1280. Stealing some of what should be going to Keenan Allen, I suppose. And OBJ, man. 1,000 points clean. Fine. You know, uh, six, six targets, five receptions for 87 yards. Fine. Uh, but you didn't, you didn't draft OBJ to be fine. You drafted OBJ to be fine, well, and he, I mean, man. Tell me this, Jack. OBJ is the wide receiver 28 on the 28. year. 28. Good? Wow. Is that good for where he drafted him? No, Tommy. That's not good. Uh, man, wide receiver oh. three. That is, that's brutal. Well, how about <clears throat> wide receiver 23? Um, 28. 28. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. He is a wide receiver 23. He's a wide receiver 23. You're all over the place. The the reason I had the number 23 in my mind is because I was moving on to... Do you remember uh, what number QB Greg selected Baker Mayfield as? 23. If you don't remember, I... No, if you don't remember, I do. Uh, It was was a second overall QB off the board. He took him before Deshaun Watson. He is QB 23 on the season. Oh, no. So, he's been atrocious. And that, I mean, that's that's really all you need to know. Two of his first four picks were OBJ and Baker Mayfield, and that's just that that's not going to cut it. I mean, uh, Chubb has been fine. He's, he's running back five on the year, so that, that, that pick worked out. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, continue. I, what, uh, what else? Uh, what else? <laughs> what else you got for me? Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. James White is James White. I'm going to draft him first round next year. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I don't. Um, oh, he's he's the so only amazing. Patriots running back to trust. That's the amendment to never trust a Patriots running back unless yeah. it's James White, except for and James. And trust White. him way yeah. more than yep, you think you sure. should. Um, yep. Nick Chubb with only eleven ten disappoints. Man, twenty carries for sixty five yards. People are saying with Kareem Hunt coming back in Week Ten, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean it's it's irrelevant for Greg because his season is effectively over. So who cares if Kareem Hunt steals Harsh. carries from Nick Chubb? But it will suck for other hey, Nick Chubb. Owners. Round of applause, please, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, for Jason Witten. I mean, the guy <laughs> gives up a booming Monday Night Football announcing career. Just rave reviews. People are like, come back. Keep announcing Jason Witten. Keep announcing Jason Witten. You're so good at it. And he chooses to go back to football and dominate. I mean, the dude catches eight of nine targets for 58 yards, puts up 980. He's just, he's back better than ever, and he walked away from a very promising career. I jest because he's the worst sports announcer ever. Yeah. Glad for him that he's uh, able to still succeed in the NFL. Um, Jack, we got we got to wrap this up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, take care. So, God bless everyone. Good night. Um, no, I just was going to say. Uh, 
just like last few seconds here, we have some really important matchups. I mentioned Anna versus Justin. That is probably the biggest one of the week, um, considering that they both still have a good shot at making the playoffs. And a loss would be a, a major speed bump, dropping them to seven losses and uh, would have to win two of the next three for sure or maybe even win out. And then you've got, like I said, Scott's going to destroy Greg. That'll that'll knock Greg out of the playoffs, and Scott will be in, in, in control. Uh, Dad's taking on Drew. Unfortunately for Dad, I think Drew's going to win that one, and that'll knock Dad out of the playoffs. So then you're talking about really just four teams battling between two places in Anna, Scott, Brian, and Justin. Um, it's going to be a wild, uh, wild four weeks. Brian, unfortunately, has to take me on. And uh, my team has been a juggernaut, and I've been averaging over 14,000 points a week. Not great for him. So good luck um, with that. So good luck with that. I plan to destroy you, uh, which will help out uh, Anna, Justin, and Scott. So, yeah. Oh, most meaningless matchup of this entire season for our league. 8-1 and one Louis versus 8-1 and one Dan. Uh, hey, fighting for Louis that one easily beat Dan. Yeah, Louis going to easily beat Dan, though, uh, because Louis is fully loaded for this week, and uh, Dan has Adam Thielen that's probably not going to play. David Johnson might not play. Leonard Fournette and New England are on bye. So, uh, well, good night. Louis is going to take that one easily. Team, so, if they're on bye, he might as well just right. bench everyone. Exactly. <laughs> Protest. Exactly. Um, yeah, okay. This has been an amazing episode. Thank you so much, Jack, for... Uh, for hanging with us and uh you know i know it's been a stressful week and uh traveling and work's been busy but hey i'm uh always a blessing and always a pleasure headed to dallas tomorrow and uh the following week i will be in chicago and then uh i'll be home for christmas baby i'll be home for christmas so yeah travels are good i'll I'll be home home for christmas it's almost that time of year daylight savings huh so dark so early. Such a sad time of year yeah. until the holidays. Um, All right, everybody. Hey, we love you. Tommy, any last words? I'll sing us out. It's been fun. Love you, dude. I'll see you on Thursday. Hey, I love you, dude. And listeners, I love you. Join us again. Let's talk fantasy football. Are you coming, Tommy? To me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I am coming. How'd you know? <clears throat> Jack, are you good to go? Should I get us started? Yes, sir. You've been silent. You've been you've been munching on Grandma Strudel. I have been. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs>